The views and opinions on the following program are those of the participants and not necessarily those of KKVV Las Vegas. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we're on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local and like to join in on our discussion today, have a praise report, a prayer request, we'd love to hear from you. Dial 702-650-5588. Again, that number would be 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you, and that number would be 800-366-8883. Again, the toll-free number to join in on our discussion today would be 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live, audio, and visual from KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just waved to you. And also, we're being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website. And our website address is www.savethelostlv.org. Again, that address is www.savethelostlv.org. LV.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, please go to our website again, www.savethelostlv.org. Select the date that you like to listen to. The gospel is always free on our watch, and we pray that the Lord bless you mightily. In addition to that, we are being archived on iTunes. So if you have an Apple device, you can catch us again. The gospel still is free on our watch at iTunes. We have a Cell phone number that you can dial if you're in the United States. It only works if you're in the United States to tune in to KKVV 1060 AM and listen anytime. But we'd love for you to listen right now and lock that number in and be blessed. That cell phone number would be 563-999-3194. Again, that cell phone number is 563-999-3194. I believe we're ready to get started. God blessed me tremendously uh, this week, as he always does. And uh, we spent a lot of time together. And I enjoyed that. And I thank God for my dear family and friends' patience and understanding. And know that my time with God is my time. And we have to make time for the Lord. Amen? So we're going to talk about pride today. So the thing is, is that what really gets us caught up as far as pride is lies and people and situations, places and things stealing our time. So we have to be mindful of that. Again, we're talking about pride today. And the most biggest person uh, in the Bible that I can uh, bless you with as far as a lesson on pride, uh, 
would be Satan himself. That was his fall, which was pride. So let's look at that and and let's look at him uh, as an example of what pride really is. Because it's important that you understand this. And then a lot of things will start making sense to you. And you're just going to have to root it out of your life. You're going to have to be able to see it in yourself first. Before you can really appreciate what God has for you. Pride is a hindrance. It's a killer. So let's look at Satan as we study pride. Now we'd like to know, as most people want to know, where did Satan come from? A lot of people think it's a myth. They think it's somebody that comes out on Halloween and has a pitchfork and uh, some red horns. Uh, they don't even believe that he exists. So let's look at that. So the thing is, believe it. It's real because it's in the word of God. So we're going to go to the book of Isaiah. And we're going to look at chapter 14, and we're going to look at a couple of verses. We're going to look at verses 12 through 15. Now, I'm in the New King James Version, so I may repeat that a couple of times, that I'm in the New King James Version for people who are just joining in on the broadcast. But we are going to look at Satan, and the first book we're going to look at is the book of Isaiah, chapter 14, uh, verses uh, 12 through 15. Now, you have to understand, Isaiah was a prophet. And he was God's prophet. And thus says the Lord. So you can imagine the type of job that he had to do. You know, he is addressing this. And he's coming with a holy fire. There's no doubt in his mind who he's talking to, who he's talking about. And he is letting the people know this is it. So please Tune your heart, your mind, put all your members under submission and hear what God is saying to you in a season called now. That is my prayer for you. Now, chapter 14, we're looking at verses 12 through 15. And the word of God says this. Verse 12. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground. You who weaken the nations, 13, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation of the farthest side of the north. Verse 14, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. 15, yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. Now, look at what he says about himself. He says, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the north. He has fallen from heaven. He's been cut down to the ground. He weakens the nations. And the nations that they speak here are of a heathen people, a people who do not know God, a people who do not believe in God, a people who 
are rebellious against any form of the most high God. And it's their choice. That's who he weakens. Amen. So now when we go and we look at verse 15, it says, yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. You see that Sheol is capitalized with an S and you see that the pit is capitalized with a P. Well, Sheol is also known as Hades. It's the place of the dead. Now, the pit that they're talking about is Gehenna. That would be hell. Make no mistake who we're dealing with. This person used to be in heaven. So let's go to Ezekiel. We're going to go to chapter 28 and we're going to look at verses 12 through 19. Again, we're going to Ezekiel chapter 28 and we're going to look at verses 12 through 19. Again, this is another one of God's prophets. Amen. So we are going to start with verse 12. Now you have to understand Ezekiel had prophesied against the city of Tyre. And he did that in chapters 26 and 27. So the sin of the king of Tyre is the, that is the same of Satan, pride. And he had the belief that he was God. Now there are a lot of people who want to call themselves God and who believe that they're God. Don't believe it. There's only one God, the most high God, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit, God, who sent his son in the form of Jesus to be our salvation, whose blood was shed so that we could have life everlasting, whose blood is precious, who covers all sin. What person? Or manifestation could have that title. What person dare calls himself God. And does not offer salvation. What person dare calls himself God. And cannot forgive. What person dare calls themselves God. That cannot bring a person back to life again. What person dare calls themselves God that is full of grace, mercy, without sin, and glory. What person has that distinction? No person living or created has that distinction. It belongs to the creator and the creator alone in the form of the Godhead. Because you will soon be found out as to what kind of God you are. And God tells us in his word that he is a jealous God. And you will have no other God before him. And who are you praying to God? If you call yourself a God, are you praying to yourself? Check yourself for you wreck yourself. Amen. So let's continue again. We're in Ezekiel 28 and we're going to look at verses 12 through 19. And the word of God says this, verse 12, son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyree and say to him, 
Thus says the Lord God, You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfection and beauty. Verse 13, You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardius, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold, the workmanship of your timbrels and pipes were prepared for you on the day you were created. Verse 14, you were the anointed cherubim who covers I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. 15. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. 16. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O covering cherubim, from the midst of the fiery stones. 17. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty, your corrupted Excuse me. Let me say this again. Verse 17. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I lay you before kings that they might gaze at you. 18. You defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading. Therefore, I brought fire from your midst. It devoured you. And I turned you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all who saw you. 19. And who knew you among the peoples are astonished at you. You have become a horror and shall be no more forever. Now we have to look at this. And when we go back to verse 13 it says you were in Eden the garden of God now we know when we go to Genesis chapter 3 and we look at verses 1 through 16 we know that Eve has a conversation with the serpent who is Satan and we'll look at that so it says you were in Eden the garden of God it says every precious stone was your covering the sardis the Topaz and diamond, beryl, ox, on, excuse me, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. Now, if we go to Exodus 28, uh, we will see uh, around verse 15 that this particular stone, which is Sardidus, was actually in the breastplate of Aaron. It's the first stone mentioned on the first row. Imagine that in the breastplate of Aaron, and it's called the breastplate of judgment. Wow. Let's look at that right quick. We're going to go over to Exodus chapter 28, and let's start reading about verse 15. Give me a moment to turn over there. Uh, this is fascinating. The breastplate of judgment. And we know Aaron was the first priest. Uh, he was Moses' brother. 
And when the law came down, you know, it was the Levitical uh, priesthood was established and they had garments and they had stones and in them and they meant something. I mean, it's, it's just amazing how God interweaves this and that it all fits in perfectly. I mean, who could do that? A person calling themselves a God? So we see, you know, the spirit of pride was upon the king of Tyree. But when we start reading uh, in Ezekiel, we really start seeing some things that are only mutual exclusively to Satan. Amen. So let's look again. We're in chapter 28. Uh, we're going to start about verse uh, 15 of Exodus. And let's start reading. And uh, it says, verse 15, you shall make the breastplate of judgment artistically woven according to the workmanship of the epoch. You shall make it of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread and fine woven linen. You shall make it. Verse 16, it shall be doubled in a square, a span shall be its length, and a span shall be its width. 17. And it shall put settings of stone in it. Four rows of stone. The first row shall be a sardius, a topaz, and an emerald. This shall be the first row. You see that? That's the very first stone in the first row. And that's spelled S-A-R-D-I-U-S. Some people see it as SAR, S-A-R-D. And um, the color of it would be uh, like a jasper, uh, a red jasper. Imagine that. That is just so prolific. And then we go back to uh, Ezekiel 28 and we see that it was the breastplate of judgment. These all these stones that uh, are described in Ezekiel 28 was there in Exodus 28 when we're looking at Aaron's breastplate. And it's the breastplate of judgment. You know, uh, a cherubim is is a type of angel that guards the presence of God. And when you look at the Ark of the Covenant, you have the cherubims on either side. This was the type of angel that Satan was. Nothing entered in the presence of God that was not holy, holy, holy. So when you have this created being, and angels are a little higher than humans, but again, created beings suffering from pride because he is not satisfied with serving God. He wants to be God, even more so wants to be higher than God. And wants to usurp his authority, his throne, his kingdom, and everything. It says he even wants to be higher than the clouds. Pride is a self-fulfilling prophecy that will have you totally separated from God. You will not experience salvation. You will not be able to be in his presence. On the day of judgment, you will not. It will not be good for you. It's important that we get this. Very much so. We have a caller. 
but I'll ask the caller just to be a, a little more patient and we will take uh, the call, please. So you see when a person has a spirit of pride upon them, understand what it is that they really are saying to God. What they're really standing for, what they're really projecting is to go against everything that he represents. Pride is not anything that should be taken lightly. Hello, you on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Oh, God bless you, Sister uh, Nina. Uh, there's an island off the west coast of, uh, west of Rome, off the coast of Italy called Sardinia. Mm-hmm. And that's the land where the megalithic structures have been found in many thousands of, of graves of the giants. The giants were in the land of Canaan. David had to fight Goliath. Goliath was one of the giants. I was wondering what that stone meant. That's you said Sardinia, the stone. It's it's Sardius. It's S A R D I U S. Sardius. Would that be connected? To, I would have would, to would do. Be, I'd have to do some research on that. I I couldn't make that uh, connection at this particular time. I'd yeah. have to get back to you. But I do know that the stone is found in the book of Exodus, chapter 28, and we start around verse 15. We think it uh, appears about verse 17. And also, it's the first stone on the first row of the breastplate of judgment that Aaron wore. And Aaron, as we know, is Moses' brother, and he was the first priest of the Levitical order. So we have to understand that this is very, very important. There are four rows, and this was the first stone in the first row. I mean, that, that is humongous. And we have to understand when we're looking, uh, at, uh, Ezekiel 28, uh, there's a description that Ezekiel is using. And we have to be able to glean from that, that, you know, he is describing, uh, Satan. You have to understand, uh, the king of Tyree suffered from pride. That's what ultimately got Lucifer, or Satan, kicked out of heaven, was his pride. We saw that in... Uh, pride comes before a fall. That's in John Lennon's song, uh, I'm a loser, pride comes before a fall. Amen. I'm telling you so that you don't lose all. That was in a Beatles song. Right, right. Well, you know, they they uh, they read the Bible, and they were trying to, you know, help some people along the way, and, and I can appreciate that. Uh, yeah, they, they they would they wouldn't come to America unless it was to play to integrated audiences. I don't know if people know that. Well, the, the, God the, bless you. Well, God bless you more, and thank you for sharing that. And I'll do my research, and and thank you for giving me an opportunity to study harder. I appreciate that. I love you. The, the, the giants came from the fallen angels. They came down with the fallen angels. We will do some research, and I will get okay. back with you. But I knew there were giants as far as the the Philistines. Yeah, we, they, we they were a we, big we people. Have, we have. We have two mummified giants over here at the, at the Valley of the Gods in, in, in southern Utah. Uh, they found mummified, the king and the queen giants mummified. All right. Well, I have some research to do. I appreciate yes. you calling in today. God bless you, and I love you. I love you. Bye-bye. All right, God bye-bye. I know he does. Thank you, and he loves you too. Bye-bye. All right, we appreciate the caller. So, again, uh, we see that Ezekiel is giving us some real excellent descriptions and speaking about 
this king, which we can glean that in the Garden of Eden that Satan was there. Because we know that in Genesis chapter 3 and we look at verses 1 through 16. And to talk about how he was created and the workmanship and, and the stones. I mean, that's tremendous. And that it says you were the anointed cherubim who covered. I established you. And the thing is, is that he did establish him. And Dale is telling me something. Amen. All right. The cornerstone. I receive it. It would be the cornerstone because it would be the first stone. Not the chief cornerstone, but a cornerstone. I love that. Thank you, Brother Dale. Wow, God is moving here in the midst with us today. Now, it says that you were on the holy mountain of God. We know that Zion is a fortified place. And he said he was with God. And that you walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. That's not a mere man. Amen. That's what an angel could do. So the king of Tyree was a mere man. He couldn't do that. So again, an angel is just a little bit higher than a human. But make no mistake, they are a created being. They're not on the level of God, the most high God. Not at all. They are a created being and they must be submitted to authority and they are subject to judgment just like we are. Make no mistake about that. And then it says you were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. That would be pride. There's no sin that can be in the presence of God. No sin whatsoever. Sin cannot enter in. That's why we needed a savior. Because of Adam, we were born into a sinful condition. And we could not be in the presence of God unless the wages of sin had to be atoned for. And that's what Jesus' precious blood did. It covered us. It gave us fellowship with God Almighty. That was broken. But it was restored with the precious blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. He was cast out. He was cast out. Now, People say, well, that's the Old Testament. Do you need Jesus to tell you that he existed? Well, guess what? That's what we're getting ready to do. So let's go over to Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Some people don't want to recognize the Old Testament. I don't know why. The Bible is a complete book from Genesis to Revelation. It's 66 books involved. It's not part this one, part that one. It's the whole. Amen. So let's look at Matthew chapter 4. And we're going to look at verses 1 through 11. Amen. Okay. 
We're turning pages here, I tell you. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but we are snapping them. (laughs) All right, we are in Matthew chapter 4, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 11. And the word of God says this. Verse 1, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Verse 2, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterwards, he was hungry. 3, now when the temper, tempter came to him, he said, if you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. Verse 4, but he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Verse 5, Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on a pinnacle of the temple, 6, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up. Lest you dash your foot against a stone. 7. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. 8. Again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. 9. And he said to him, All these things I will give you, you if you will fall down and worship me. 10. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you. Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the God, excuse me, the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. 11. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. There you have it. Jesus clearly says who he's talking to and the devil was interacting with him, taking him places, showing him things, asking him to do things. So it's clear that uh, the devil is real and he existed and still exists to this day. Amen. So we see that. Now let's go to Luke 8 and let's look at verses 27 uh, through 33. Again, we're going to go to Luke 8. And we're going to go to verses 27 and 33. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. Verse 27. Make sure I'm in Luke 8. All right. I am now in Luke 8. 27, and when he stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time, and he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. 28, when he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. 29, for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles. And he broke the bounds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. 30, Jesus asked him, saying, What is your name? 
and he said legion because many demons have entered him 31 and they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss 32 now a herd of many swine were feeding there on the mountain so they begged him that he would permit them to enter them and he permitted them 33 then the demons went out of the man and entered into the swine and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and drowned you have to catch this in your spirit it says they begged him that he would permit them to enter them. They knew who he was. They knew of his divinity. They knew they had no power over him. They needed permission. They were concerned about being in the abyss. The pit. Total darkness. Away from God. Totally separated. These demons were concerned. They recognized who he was. Make no mistake. They have no power when it comes to God Almighty and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They have none. And we have to stay focused on what our job is here. And pride would benefit you. Not one iota. We really need to catch that in our spirit. We have another caller. Hello. You're on Save the Lost at All Costs. And God bless you. Oh, praise the Lord. This is Elder Thomas. Nina, I give glory to God the Father. And to his Son, Christ. And to the Holy Spirit that is using you. That is in you. I, and I give you honor too, my sister, because you are teaching the word and breaking it down so beautiful about pride. And I just want to give you your love and your honor while we are yet breathing God's air. You're doing a marvelous, fantastic job. And I love you for it too, and I'm listening to you, and I'm enjoying it. God bless. God bless you more. I love you more. Thank you so much for that. Amen. We appreciate the elder and we appreciate those who listen and who keep me on track. It's important that we get this, that we understand this, and that our goal is truth. And it's his truth, not our truth. We need to make sure that that is the only truth that's going to save you. That's the only truth that's going to make a difference in your life. That's the only truth that you're going to be able to tap into and have the weapons that are needed to deal with spiritual warfare. And we will get back to why we are here. Amen. We're not here for our own volition. We're not here for our own entertainment. We're not here for self-gratification. That's not we're here. what we're here for. Not at all. And uh, we're going to revisit why we're here because sometimes we lose sight of that. And when we stray from the truth or reject the truth and allow situations, places, people and things to steal our time away from God, then we become weakened. And some of us are even put in bondage. And the word of God is going to break the chains. Amen. So let's look at Luke chapter 10 and we're going to look at verses 17 through 20. 
Luke chapter 10, verses 17 through 20. And Jesus is speaking, because I have a red letter edition. And the word of God says this. Verse 17. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. 18. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. 19. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. 20. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. That the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. It's what it's about being in the Lamb's book of life. It's not about rejoicing, fighting demons. They are defeated because their father, the father of lies, who is Satan himself, is defeated. So don't glory in that. That was already done before we even entered. It was done. Amen. But we must tell others about the word of God. We must tell others about their inheritance. We must tell others about the things that God has for them. And if you've ever had a problem, he's the one that cares. If you ever needed forgiveness, he's in a position to forgive you. If you ever needed healing, he's in a position to heal you. If you ever wanted the truth, he's in the position to give you the truth. And you don't have to pay him for it. Most people charge you. There's a newspaper that's called the Review Journal. That's in our community. I don't know if you know, but it costs $3. Now you can look at it online and not pay for it. But guess what? You're spending time looking at it, reading it, and deciphering it. But there's a lot of advertisements there. And depending on how much money you want to spend, you can be on the front page of the paper. Now there are a couple of things that I believe are honest about it, like the date. I believe that's honest. I think they do a pretty good job on the weather too. But everything else is subject to, you know, how much you want to spend. And I'm not saying it's a bad newspaper. But understand the reason why this newspaper exists is for profit. And that profit is going into somebody's pocket. It's not like kingdom profit. It's personal. It's going to a person or a trust or a family or some investors. And it doesn't have to be true. It just has to sell. So be careful where you get your information from. Like I said, I'm not here to talk about it. I'm just letting you know it's not the ultimate truth. Amen. And that's for any newspaper. It's subject to revision. You know, the, the the facts, you know, it all depends on what you consider facts. Now, we're talking about eternal eternity here. So, you know, the, the spiritual realm is something totally different than where we are in the physical realm. Amen? So, let's look at Hebrews chapter 2. 
And we're going to look at verses uh, 14 and 15. Again, we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 2. Let's get to Hebrews. But, you know, before I get to Hebrews, there's something I want to stop. I I, I want to go to Ephesians first. So we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 6. And I want to look at uh, verses uh, 12 and 13. So for you to be clear in your mind why you're here, uh, Ephesians chapter 6, let's look at verses 12 and 13. I'm in the New King James Version, and the Word of God says this, verse 12, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. 13, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. So you have to understand, we don't have an issue with each other. We're flesh and blood. So if you're my brother or sister of Christ, you're not my issue. You're not. I know a lot of people think that they are, but it says clearly right here, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. That don't sound like a human being to me. So we got to stop doing these walk-bys on each other. We got to stop splitting hairs. We need to stay focused on who the real enemy is. Satan is the enemy. And what he does is he steals time. Because we allow ourselves to be distracted on our way to Zion. Zion is a fortified place. That's heaven. We allow ourselves to be distracted. Now, God gives you the truth. He's given you the truth. He's given you the full revelation from Genesis to the book of Revelation. All 66 chambers. He's given it to you. Uncut, unadulterated. The total truth. Now, we want to go around and we want to make file calls and call five friends and say, well, what did it say to you? 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 If you read the word of God, he will speak to you. You're not the first person studying the word of God. There are excellent things out there to help you in the original language. People are quick to say, well, this is the King James Version or this is this version, this version. You can read it in Hebrew. You can read it in Aramaic. You can read it in Greek. You can read it in its original language. This is a transliteration. This book appears in more languages than any other book on the planet. The word of God will go forth. You are able to look at Strong's Concordance, look at any lexicon that you want to, look at any Bible commentary, look at it in its original language. People are quick to use race In describing the Bible. What does race have anything to do with the Bible? Are you kidding me right now? Are you going to allow yourself to be cheated out of your inheritance. Based on Jesus' nationality. 
Are you kidding me right now? That's an error. That's heretic. He says he's not of this kingdom in his own words. He's always existed as the son. And you're reducing him to skin color or nationality? Don't allow anybody to lie to you like that. And if you really want to know, I encourage you to save your money and go to Israel and find out some things. Allow God to speak to you. Spend some alone time with God. He will speak to you. Don't be discouraged about adversity in your life. It's great when it's orchestrated by God. He tells us in the book of James, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptation because he wants patience to work its perfect thing. And when patience works its perfect thing, you lack for nothing. Satan has his job to do. And we as men and women of God need to be at our job. He's at his job so much that he never stops doing his job. His job is always to lie, to steal, kill, and destroy. To be the author of confusion. To get people to think that he doesn't exist. To get people to think that God is a mean God. He's not a mean God. Not at all. But a father who does not discipline his son or daughter does not love his son. To be rebuked is to be corrected in love. That's not a bad thing. And we need to take responsibility for what it is that we have done. And if we really want to be honest, stop going to God with lies. Be honest in your prayers. Be honest in your approach to God. Show some humility. Show some thanksgiving. Show some reference to him. You did not create yourself. How did you create yourself? How did you do that? If you're listening to me right now, you are victorious. You are still here. That is amazing. You have a great opportunity to get right with God, to really appreciate the truth. All these people that have come before you in the word of God, they existed. They were real people. They had real adversity in their life. But they didn't lose their faith. What could you offer God? What do you have to offer him? He has all blessings for you. Spiritual blessings. The ones that are stored up in heaven that do not tarnish. That man cannot break in and steal. What is it that you're offering him? Don't always be so quick to get something. Give him yourself. He's given you all of him. He hasn't withhold anything that's good. Now, there's a difference between wants and needs. 
God is obligated by his word to take care of his children and their needs. He's not obligated to take care of your wants. It's a big difference. And what you want ain't really what you want all the time. You may think you want it, but he knows all, sees all. He knows what's best for you. He created you. You didn't become a living being until he breathed into you. That's when you became a living soul. Not before. God is not here for your entertainment. He is here so that you can have fellowship with him. But you can't have fellowship with him any old kind of way. You just can't give one part of your life to him and say, well, I got this other part. No, you give him everything. Everything. He already knows anyway. He's waiting on you. Why don't you trust him? If you want the best life, why don't you get with the best? Hello, you're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Hey, Shalom, Sister Nina. This is a fitting message, and I just want to encourage you and say thank you so very much for such a time as this to expose it with all the the teachings now talking about giants like the individual that called in before I've been listening in, but I'm doing some research, and I just want to say keep up the good work. Amen. I appreciate that. Thank you, sis, and I do love you so much. And all right. Keep, tell, and tell Mama I said hello. I will, and you kiss your mama for me, too. All right. You got it. All right. We love you, sis. All right, take care. Uh Bye-bye. Amen. I promised you that we were going to Hebrews, so I still have to get over to Hebrews. So we are going to go to Hebrews chapter 2, and I'm going to look at verses uh, 14 and 15. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 2 and looking at verses uh, 14 and 15. And the Word of God says this. Again, I'm in the New King James Version, so I'll be Hebrews chapter 2, and I'm going to start at verse 14 and read 15. Verse 14, inasmuch... Then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. 15. And release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. You know who he is? It's the Lord Jesus Christ, he died for us so that we can have everlasting life. The soul that sins must die. Without this, we would be on our way to Gehenna. That would be hell. That's where the devil is living. That's where he's going. Hello? We have a great opportunity here. We can't miss this. We can't be bamboozled. We can't be fooled. You're going to die. Everybody dies. Good people, bad people, don't know, in between people, everybody dies. Death is the equalizer. So after death, what do you think is going to happen? God breathed into you. He is everlasting. So he breathed into you something that is eternal. It is his breath. So that would be your soul. The body dies. The soul lives. We need to decide who we're going to serve. And where we're going to live. This is a temporary condition. 
You're not going to be here but for a little while. Eternity is a lot longer than a lifetime. Amen. So we need to understand that. And you should not let anybody cheat you out of your inheritance when you have the word of God here. You've got the authority. You've got the living word of God. The living word of God. Amen. So you cannot act like you didn't know. That you were unaware. That's not going to sit well. We all going to have to face judgment and give account for what we believed, what we did, and what we didn't do. Amen. So uh, we're coming down to the last two minutes. I want to take you to Second Corinthians chapter ten, and I want to look at verses uh, three through five. And the Word of God says this: Verse three: For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For pulling down strongholds, five casting down arguments and Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And let me throw in verse six and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. It's going to happen, people. Judgment is going to happen. You have an opportunity to get pride out of your life. Do not let it block your way to your Savior. Do not let it block your way to the blessings that God has for you. Every good thing, every spiritual blessing is yours if you reach out and grab it. But you cannot have pride in one hand and reaching for God in the other. That didn't work out for Lucifer and it's not going to work out for you. Reject pride. Accept the Lord. We love you and save the lost at all costs. Amen. It is our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All 
donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.